Well, okay, so today uh, we are continuing in our series, um, uh, Serve, or Bless, sorry, and uh, today what we want to talk about is uh, blessed to, uh, the blessings that come with serving, or blessed to serve, and I think sometimes serving can be seen as just difficult and hard, and so I want to introduce you to Maria Tykrobe. Uh, how many of you have never met Maria? So everybody knows you. You are among, well, there's a few of you that are like, I think I know a Maria Tykrobe, and so this is her. Uh, you've heard about, uh, about her a little bit. She's been serving in Jamaica uh, for a while, and it started off as just a few months, and it extended, and God, I think, has a plan for your life to maybe go back. But we want to take a moment and just talk about what that has done for you. And obviously, Maria and I, we've sat down ahead of time and looked at um, some of this. And so I want to start by asking you, Maria, share a little bit about what your, your time in, in Jamaica has been like. What was, you know, just maybe some of the stuff that what you did there, so... Well, originally I went for a 10-week internship, and it was supposed to give me a further discipleship and kind of show me what it would be like if I were to uh, join staff with the YWAM there. Um, but when COVID got like really bad and everything got shut down, um, no teams came, and so the whole internship uh, dynamic just changed. Um, so I still was taught a lot of different administrative lessons, and um, uh, we did a leadership study but it also was a lot of um, fixing up the base, like doing renovations so that when COVID was gonna, you know, like let things go a little bit, that we'd be prepared in faith that, you know, God would bring more teams and continue doing what he's doing. Um, I, I started a garden while we were there. Um, I helped clean up the library so that it would be nice and ready for future teams coming. And we also did uh, worship and prayer every morning to just cover diff different uh, global aspects, what was going on around the world. So you just enjoy working in agriculture, right? Like yeah, I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're not doing it uh, here, you're doing it over there. So good yeah. for you. Well, Maria, one thing we know is that when you went, you understood, because you've been to Jamaica a few times, mm -hmm. uh, you understood that you were not going to be changing their culture. Uh, you went there to serve the people. And I think that that's something that we especially have as a church have often pushed and said, you know, when you go there, you, we need to recognize that we're also there to learn. Um, this is one of the blessings of serving is that you get to invest in other people, but at the same time, uh, they are a blessing to you. So what are some of the blessings that you experienced uh, during your time in Jamaica? Um, I think the greatest blessing for me um, was learning who I am. And I think I've mentioned before, too, that um, when I did the discipleship training school, there was a class on identity. Well, a year ago, I didn't know who I was, and I, I just had no clue what I was being called for, but I was going to give something a shot. And so um, after I had that lesson on identity, and I began to realize who I was, the gifts God gave me, and how I could use them, um, it really just changed like my relationship with God, too. And I realized how much he loves me, and I was able to grow in confidence and just continue to learn more and more who I am and, and why I'm here and why he's placed me here. Mm -hmm. So how has that impacted you then once you've been back in Canada? Like you, you learned about yourself, you've learned your identity, you've learned a lot about who you are, and so now you're back in Canada. So how, how has that impacted your time here? Well, I used to love spending a lot of time by myself, and I didn't enjoy large groups of people, and I would avoid that actually, but now I'm realizing more and more the need in people's hearts to just be, like, have someone reach out to them um, and just to um, be more, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, be more willing to share the testimonies of God's faithfulness in my life and just to encourage people that I see that need prayer 
Um, I've been like realizing the need and the importance of doing prayer walks around the around Leamington and around like the my workplace. So I've just been really more aware of what's going on and, and how important prayer is. I know the last time when we met, we talked about this a little bit more, and it was, I just sensed that you have become a lot more bold, yeah. a lot more, um, you know, just confident, and, and I think obviously that's a part of when you discover who you are and what God has for you, there's, there's all of a sudden like, oh, why am I afraid of being who God has made me to be and what mm -hmm. God has called me to be? And so one of the things that we also talked about is how <clears throat> when you become, um, you know, when you, when you serve, you become vulnerable. And you, open, you have to open yourself up. Now, when we talked, we talk, you mentioned something about that you'd learned, and let me just make sure I get it right here, that you mentioned something about viewing God as a parent. Um, I, I found that interesting because, you know, there's sort of a story with that. And I don't know, you can share how much you want here, but tell us a little bit about what, what that means. Okay, well, after the 10 weeks of the internship, <laughs> I was ready to come home. However, the borders were shut down, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll serve here a little longer, but the borders will open soon. And uh, the more time that went by, I was like, okay, God, I just want to go home. God, I want to go home. And I just kept trying to book a flight. I kept trying to use the credit for the flight that was canceled, and it was just a giant mess. I couldn't get anywhere. And I was getting frustrated, and I was so confused why it wasn't working. I'm like, the 10 weeks is done. I want to go home. Um, and then once I realized that I had not asked God if I could go home. I was like, whoa, like, he's using me here. Um, and so once I approached him and I asked him, like, can I go home? And he said, no, not yet. Hmm. And so after that, I would ask him every Monday, I'm like, God, can I go home? He said, not yet. And for weeks, he would say not yet. And then finally one day, he was like, yes, you can go home. And then when I finally, like, really took the faith and, and like, planned to book a flight, it was like easy. I was able to use my credit. I didn't have to be on the phone for hours. I was able to reach somebody. And so I just really realized, you know, like God wanted me to come to him first, like as a parent, like do I have permission to go home? And it kind of seems strange, you know, like I'm a grown woman. Why do I need to <laughs> ask anybody for permission for anything? I can do what I want, right? But, you know, God is the father and I am his child. And so I need to mm. come to him with all things. Yeah. And I think there's a real big lesson in that for us because I know we were on the phone with you sometimes and you're like, okay, this is not working and this is not working. And, and yeah, like you said, you are an adult and, but yeah, God is, God is God. And I think that sometimes in the midst of serving, we can, we can be maybe so focused on the task that we think, you know, oh, this is about me. This is about me accomplishing what I thought I'd come here to do. And in the midst of all of that, um, you know, God is still leading and we still need to be going to him daily and saying, okay, what is it that you would want of me today? What is it that you want to teach me even today? Because I know that a um, few times when you called and we're like, there's just, there's no way you're, you know, and I even talked to our mission team and it's like, we're going to, the, the points are gone, that all that's gone, COVID kind of goofed that all up. And then all of a sudden one day I get a text and it's like, I'm coming back and everything worked. And uh, so I, I really think that there's a lesson in there in, in us in patience but also in what you mentioned is that we view God as not someone that, well, you called me to this, you asked me to do this, and so now I'm going to disengage with you until that task is done, that in the midst of all of that, we're continuously going back to God and trying to understand what it is he wants from us. So again, I wanna, we mentioned this already before that you, know, you went there to help others. 
But one of the blessings of serving is that we learn lessons that we may not otherwise have learned. And I really enjoyed our, you know, some of the conversations that we've had about listening to you talk about not just how this trip has changed you um, and, you know, and, and the things that have impacted you, but also about what you've learned in regards to enduring and perseverance. Um, so talk to us a little bit more about um, what, what that meant for you. Well, um, endurance has never really come like easy for me. So if I ever had to push for something or really like strive for something, I'm like, no, I'm taking a step back or I'm just going to give it up. Um, but while I was there, I couldn't give up. I, like, I had to stay there. I couldn't just go home when I wa wanted to. So I had to endure. Um, and so I, I really learned it in the process of having to do it. Um, and I think there was a moment when um, I was just so homesick and I was so tired and I just, I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know. And so there was a moment when he asked me, if you can never go home again, hmm. if, if COVID, if this is now what, what it is, will you still love me? And it, I just, I had to take a step back and just realize where my heart was at and, and I'm like, this is why I'm here, and I, I, I'm called here for a purpose, and I need to take a step back, and it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about the, like, God's greater glory, and so that's why I went there to begin with. I had to remind myself about that. Yeah, because I think for you, uh, some of the things that you had to endure, obviously, they were frustrating. They were, you know, they're hard. I'm not downplaying that at all, um, but I think all of us, when we serve, are going to find ourselves at times uh, tested in different ways, and I think one of those ways is enduring mentally. Um, enduring in different ways like that where we may find ourselves in the midst of something and in those moments it's just about getting through it because it's frustrating you know you started out serving and you're like yes this is fun and then people start not treating you like the, you're the hero that you had hoped they would that you you know see you as and so there's this challenge of enduring during those difficult times and I think again um, that's one of the lessons that serving will teach us is to endure uh, to persevere through things that maybe we would uh, otherwise not, not have learned. So one final question, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you go. But talk to us a little bit about the future. Um, I, I think if you've met Maria, if you talk to her at all, uh, Jamaica is clearly on your heart. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do as a church um, is we want to pray with you, and we want to pray for you, and we want to line up with you and where God is leading you and obviously accountability and all of that. Uh, we believe very strongly that the church is a sending church and we want, to, we want to send and stuff like that. But talk to us about your heart. There's no right or wrong. You know, God could come in tomorrow and, and move things and change things and I know you're totally open to that. But right now in your heart, where do you feel God is leading you and what, what, do, you, what do you feel his plans are for you? Um, well, I am currently planning alongside with God, I did talk to him about yeah. it, um, to go back to Jamaica to join the staff there for a two-year commitment. Um, and so what I really need prayer for is um, forming an MST, which is a missionary support team, which is uh, also a group of people um, that have committed to pray for me and support me financially, and, and just if I need a place to go, that I know that I have someone on my side. So you'll need a group of people in the talking to you here in the building and those of you online, you're going to need a group of people who will commit especially for, to pray for you. And then obviously, I know you probably don't want it, but there's also the financial support and things like that. Um, and so I think what we want to do now is just take a moment and, you know, just in the middle of the service here and just pause for a moment. And I think we need to pray 
and ask God um, to lead you and guide you. And so you've been sitting for a little while. I want to ask you if you wouldn't mind, and those of you at home, this might seem a little bit weird, but wherever you are, just to stand and pray. And normally I would lay hands on you, but we'll just do it from a distance. So would you stand with me? And what we want to do right now is we just want to pray. And we want to ask God to lead her and to guide her and to use her and to make us commitment at your age and say, I'm, I'm willing to give two years I think is, is beautiful. And so uh, just join me in praying together for Maria and asking God to lead her, to prepare, and to, um, to send. Let's pray. Jesus, you um, have called us to go. You commanded us to go. And some of that, is, that command is in our own neighborhoods. Some of that is in other, into other countries, into other cultures. And so we thank you so much for Maria and her willingness uh, this morning to, to boldly stand in front of this congregation and say, I, I feel God is calling me to go for two years. So God, we pray that you would prepare the way for that. We know right now there's a lot of complications. I also pray, God, that in this congregation and those listening online, that you would, that you would nudge people who would say, I will pray for you. I will be on that team. I will commit myself to regular praying for you. Also for some financial support. But God, most importantly, we pray that in her heart, you would prepare her to go and to be used by you in whatever way you want among the people of Jamaica. We thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a, have a seat. Thank you very much, Maria. All right. So thank you, Maria, again for sharing with us. Um, the next group of people that we wanted to uh, represent and have share about their experience in serving are not able to be with us in person. Uh, they would love to have been, uh, been here. I think it would have also been great uh, to know them. And that's um, Alex and Leah Perez uh, from Bleece Camping Experience. Uh, some of you may know them, some of you may not. We know that uh, you know, we've had some new people here. So I want to really, really quickly uh, share about the background story about them. Um, a number of years ago, the EMMC, the Evangelical Internet Mission Conference, which we are affiliated with, they had their convention or their gathering in uh, Belize. And so what a horrible place to have it, right? In the middle of winter. And so some of us staff had to force ourselves to go to Belize in a nice warm place in the middle of winter and have uh, this convention. And so while we were there, I had never met this couple before. Pastor Peter and Annie, they had met them before. And, and so I'd heard you know, a little bit about, about them, but I met Alex and we started talking and it didn't take long. We also met uh, Leah, his wife, and we got to listen to what God was doing in their hearts and, and how God was moving them to work among the people of Belize, especially in the city of, of Belize. And so uh, before we knew it, we ended up staying night at their place. And then they drove us around and they showed us about all the different, you know, places where they worked. And they gave us a, just an image or a picture of the work that they do there. And it, like I said, it didn't take long for us to realize that this couple had a tremendous, tremendous love for the people of Belize. Uh, we've sent, as a church, we've sent a couple people over the years, who have gone there and served together with them. My wife, and Maria, my wife Maria and I, we've had the privilege um, of going there and seeing firsthand the work that they do among the camps. Uh, myself, I've had the privilege of going there a few times and working with their leadership and just doing some training. And one of the things that has just absolutely struck me every single time is this, you know, beliefs changing beliefs. This is something they truly have embraced. 
that they believe that God has gifted people within the country of Belize uh, to move to change the country of Belize. And so what you are going to actually hear from today is from Alex and Leah. They're the last two speaking. But prior to that, you get to hear from some of the people on their team and how serving has been a blessing to them. And so um, let's watch the video. As God's plan would have it, a story will be told. The acts prepared are about to unfold. The story begins with two brave souls who dreamt to reach the entire nation, that Jesus would be their firm foundation. And although they built their camp in a swamp, that Jesus was their solid rock, that no storm or Satan could ever block. These two brave souls are Alex and Leah, and 11 years of God's grace would see all of us in this place. From different races and different places, we are all the Belize melting pot. Loving each other as Jesus taught, God can do great things here. We need to only ask and believe, and we will surely receive. Established in 2007, Belize Camping Experience is a Belizean organization that believes God has given each of us everything we need to create a positive change in our own country. Our vision is to see Belize change Belize by discipling children and youth through Jesus Christ. Before summer, we recruit Belizean young people who are eager to put their faith into action preparing them for a summer mission experience that is close to home but far from comfort. Our mission is to develop tomorrow's leaders with positive, fun, life-changing experiences that develop confidence, competence, and Christian character. Then, partnering with local Christian kids clubs, schools, and churches, we use summer day camps as an opportunity to put our faith into action and try out the gifts God has given each of us. Throughout the year, we stay connected with the communities we partner with in the summer, encouraging and supporting them in various ways, making sure the kids reached in the summer are followed up with being taught in the Word of God. Our children's ministry and our youth development team working hand-in-hand hand for God's glory to see Belize change Belize. Serving with BCE has been a big blessing to my life as God has provided a place where I could use my gifts being able to reach the children of our country that has allowed so much growth when it comes to the leadership aspect with the youth in helping them find their identity in christ service really has brought an amazing image of what it is to love like jesus did hi i'm gina veos i've been a bookkeeper with police camping experience and it's been a blessing working here for the past two years um, being able to provide the information that the directors need, whether it's to evaluate how we're doing um, as a ministry organization or to make decisions on how to move forward. Um, it's a blessing to be able to help out with that. Um, it's also been a blessing to be a part of the team and to um, build relationship <laughs> with my um, teammates and um, 
especially during devotion time to share um, learn from each other pray for each other go with each other so it's it's been a tremendous blessing and um, so I want to thank you for your support and um, thank you for being a blessing to us take care hi my name is Denisha Robinson how has serving been a blessing to me serving has been a blessing to me in many ways at BC because when we go out and we work with the kids and I see the joy that's on the kids faces when we sit with them and play with them and share the gospel and for me it's very encouraging because I once was a kid that sat in those seats that BC used to teach like the people that volunteered at BC used to teach and now I'm all grown up and I'm the one who's helping helping at BC and teaching the kids and one day they will be that new generation that will minister to other kids and that is just so mind-blowing and it's such a blessing to me in my personal life and it just makes me want to continue to do what I do because it's such a blessing and thank you for also being a blessing to us at BC and supporting our mission to me as it has been um, those little small windows of opportunities that we have to just be able to show love and appreciation or simply connect um, in whatever way maybe a kid or a young person might just need Having the opportunity to serve full-time in ministry has blessed me in many ways. Probably one of the biggest is being able to serve with my family, specifically my kids, getting them to see and experience Jesus from a young age and having the opportunity to serve and discover their gifts from a young age is something I'm really excited to get to journey with them on. Um, I've also been blessed to see God provide. It's not like we own our own business where if we just work harder and put in some extra hours that you know we have more money to provide for the family. Uh, it really is in faith and God has been faithful to provide and provide good, good things for us. It's also been a blessing in a way to be serving outside of my own home country. You know, um, I don't feel like I belong in Canada or fit in Canada anymore. And I don't know if I'll ever feel like I 100% fit in belief, even though this is my home, this is where I love, and this is where my heart is. But it's a constant reminder that there is a place to come, a place of promise where I believe one day I will feel like I fit in, or feel like I belong, feel that like this is home. So when things come along like COVID and literally turn our entire world upside down, I don't feel like it shakes me as much because I know this isn't it. There is more to come. And so in a strange way, I think that is a blessing. Nineteen years ago, I came to this small church in a small village. And that's where I felt that I wanted to fellowship. And as I started serving, I remember in my first year being a teenager and wanting to know who this God was that was calling me. I remember being in the youth group and while there, this uh, 
this young man, similar age like me, for the exception that he was Chinese, came to serve for two weeks in this church. And while he came to serve, one of the things that really touched me, it was we were the same age. But he was a Chinese, and uh, Chinese usually don't come and serve that way back then in those days. So I, I remember asking him, I said, why did you come from so far to serve us? Uh, he came from Toronto, Canada. Yes, <laughs> from Toronto, Canada. I didn't even know where Toronto was. And while I asked him this question, he said, I have experienced the joy of the Lord. And I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I came to Belize to tell you that Jesus loves you. And that, and that there is such a joy when you come to get to know him and to serve him. And I remember so well, after those two weeks, he, he left. And I was thinking, what, what would it be if I can if I can do that, what he was doing in another country. And I started entertaining that thought of be, being a missionary, but then not having the funds and not having the means and being, uh, being such a, a young man and, and just being a young Christian, uh, that, that dream would have not come reality. But I started I start thinking of getting involved in the church and I started serving in the church. I, start, I became the youth leader there and I started growing. And one day, I found that I had this joy of the Lord serving people. And this joy, nothing else could give it to me, not even the job that I had, not even my education, uh, nor alcohol. But I experienced a, a very genuine joy of serving God. And that feeling overwhelmed me. That when I experienced that, I start asking myself, if I am waiting so much to go a to be a missionary in another side of the world, why can't I be a missionary here in Belize? I can be a missionary. And I start entertaining that thought and it started becoming so real that I start serving. The joy became so real because I started to feel secure in Jesus Christ. My salvation and my rock was him and I knew that nothing else could shake me. So the joy was so real because I had a security in Jesus Christ. And that's what brought me to serve Belize. To see Belize changing Belize became a reality because I felt the excitement of what service does. And yes, in Romans 12 it says, uh, Serve the Lord with hard work and with excitement, knowing that He brings joy to you. There's a genuine purpose that happens when you serve. Everything that I do is to bring it back to Him who loves me. And I think of one of the things that I learned in this small little church is this song that it goes there's joy 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 dung in your heart where dung in your heart where I will let you finish that song because when you start experiencing the joy of the Lord you start feeling purpose in your life where you can be a servant wherever you are you do not need to go across the world but God is calling us where we are 
And that's something that I had to find for myself as I start worshiping God through this service. All right, so you've got to hear, hear from a few different people today about uh, some of the blessings that they have experienced in serving. And I don't know about you, but I think uh, that Alex's story is, is a very, very powerful because it started off with somebody doing a short-term mission trip. And, you know, we have no, I don't have any idea who that individual was, but they came from a different country to Belize. And uh, they were there serving for whatever purpose and for whatever reason. And that uh, planted a seed in, in Alex's heart. And I think that's just a powerful, powerful message for us uh, today. So I want to challenge us today as we think about, you know, going from here and as we think about serving Maybe very often we view it only as doing something and, and finishing a task. And, and I think sometimes when we look at serving in other places, we might look at it like, oh, we're going there to, to paint something or to whatever it might be. But I, I really think that when we serve with the proper heart and with the proper attitude, that uh, not only are we able to be a blessing to other people, but then God is able to speak into our lives. I, I think the last thing that Alex said there, I think, is also really important for us to just focus on, and that is that, if you found yourself maybe in the midst of all that's going on, if you found yourself robbed of joy, uh, maybe one of the things that you're going to want to do is consider how you could serve again. And maybe you're in the middle of serving and you find yourself robbed of joy in what you're doing. Uh, maybe the important question at that moment then is to ask yourself, so why are you serving? What, who are you doing this for? Because if we're doing what we're doing in life, if we're here as people who are following Jesus and we want to serve Christ, um, I believe that he can give us tremendous joy in what we do. And I think that when we get confused and we, we make it about ourselves, then all of a sudden now um, the joy is robbed. So if, you, if you're here today and you, you just kind of find yourself, maybe your joy is gone, I wonder if you would just consider today, are you serving are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this for other people? Psalm 100 verses 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with, joy, with joyful song. This is this idea of worshiping God, not out of necessity for ourselves only, not only out of the desire to say, you know, like the right words or to do the right things, but to worship the Lord with gladness doesn't mean that he's going to always call you to do the things that make you glad. doesn't mean that you're going to, he's going to call you to always do the things that are easy for you to do. I mean, all of these people that you heard from today, they've experienced difficulty in the places where they served. There, there's hardships in those places where they served. But there's something about worshiping God and serving is a beautiful way of worshiping. But to do it for Christ and to do it for the purpose of accomplishing his mission. And, I, and again, I just I will maybe stay here for a little bit. I just want you to wrestle with this today. If your joy is gone, what is it that has maybe brought you to a place where you don't see the joy of God anymore? Where you don't have the gladness of the Lord in your life? If you're exhausted in the area that you're serving, maybe, maybe you need a break. Maybe also you need to ask yourself, why um, am I doing this? For who am I doing this? Alex referenced this passage, Romans chapter 12, verses 11. It says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep, yourself, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And I think there's something beautiful about going through our lives and living our lives for the sole purpose of accomplishing what God has for us. But folks, it's not always going to be easy. So we do it 
not lacking in zeal. You don't serve the Lord as a flow like you just give him 10%, you'll give him 20%. We serve him with zeal, never lacking in zeal, giving it our all. And if you've ever been around people who serve in that way, it is contagious. It is beautiful. It is something that is powerful to be around people who just serve God with everything they have. So obviously, I want to challenge us as Deer Run Church to serve in that way. And I hope that this morning you leave here encouraged. I hope this morning you leave, you know, if you're in a place where maybe you're becoming discouraged, I hope you leave here today thinking, what if you're one of those who talked about, like, I used to be the one being served, and now I'm the one doing the serving, and so hopefully that's just going to be a continuation that the people I'm now serving are going to one day serve other people. That, again, brings us back to our mission, leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And so I hope this morning you've been encouraged and challenged as from the people who have shared, and at the same time that you would now go and do your part to serve and to accomplish what God has for you. Let's pray, and then we're dismissed. Father God, we thank you so much for this time together. Father, I want to pray for uh, those in Belize, and we just thank you for the Belize camping experience and the work that they're doing there. And God, we're so grateful that we as a church can in a small way be part of that. But Lord, most importantly, I want to pray for us here today. God, maybe some of us have allowed stuff, life, complications to rob us of our joy. That even when we go and serve, whether it's here in the church or elsewhere, the joy is gone. So Father, I pray this morning that you would give us eyes to see again. That we are not doing this for ourselves, but we are doing this for you and for your kingdom. We want to see your kingdom grow. And so we thank you for what you're doing. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.